0: hi everyone and welcome to the invader sports football podcast we are joined with the veteran of the podcast adam on the other line
1: hello just us two today it is just us two
0: today and we're going to be running through (laughs) yeah we have got creative control we're going to be running through the champions league and europa league fixtures that got announced today um some fantastic games that will be coming up over the next um fixtures that we have and i think it's only fitting to start off with Liverpool. So obviously I think you got the best game out of all the teams, if if I couldn't if I could be corrected. But I think Benfica away first leg and then Anfield second leg. What do you think?
1: It's probably, yeah, the, the, the easiest and, and the most boring, sadly. Although it gives us a nice route to the semi final and then possibly final. It's not exactly one that I'm gonna, you know, it's a Liverpool game, I'll be excited, but um you know, my limited research I've done on the Portuguese league and uh, and Benfica is that they're they're in a bit of a terrible season. They've changed manager multiple times. Um, I think they've got I can't yeah. remember his name, but their striker up front um, he's been tipped to be like the next Cavani for Uruguay. Mm. Um, I think he's the one that got the goal in a bit of a smashing yeah. grab against Ajax, uh, who I'd rather have I'd rather not have faced Ajax. So mm. they, if anything, done us a favour. Um, not too much, I don't think, to say on this game, except for um, I think we'll win both legs quite comfortably, um, apart from any surprises, and then that'll lead us into um, the next game, which could possibly be a Bayern Munich semi-final, which will be will be interesting. And um, maybe what we'll come on to in a bit when we talk about City is the fact that the quarterfinals are sandwiched between the the Liverpool-City clash, so that'll be interesting
0: that is very interesting obviously were you coming up against an extra game during the week you know you are fighting for that premier league title i think i think that could come into it going on to the 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 liverpool second leg i think that is more important than the first leg when you think about it because if you're going away from home i think Benfica that's their only opportunity because I think when you go to Anfield you, you're going to struggle to get a result there you know they've it's been an absolute fortress this season but I would absolutely love to see a draw between Bayern and Liverpool that oh, just yeah just for football like science in a, in a way like just to have those teams clash together but um, I think
1: that will happen you think yeah I mean looking at it um you know Bayern Munich versus Villarreal again massive credit I think if you forget about if you were to sketch out rub out Unai Emery's Arsenal mm. manage short-term managerial career and look at all the other clubs he has been a successful you know top class manager mm. um you know he's he's won the Europa League multiple times uh, what was it was it with Seville Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously beating United with Villarreal and now he's getting Villarreal to the quarter final of the um of the Champions League beating Juventus 3-0. That's it, he was the
0: Europa League King. <laughs> Europa League King. <laughs> he was the Europa League King and then he came to Arsenal and <laughs> we lost the
1: <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's if anything, those you know some people have compared it a bit to david moyes about you know when he he f- sort of failed at united and then went away and then sort of went back to west ham a club that you'd probably more suit him with so you'd to Emory emery with a sort of mid table pushing top four spanish league team mm-hmm. and just taking it by storm and i'm looking at newcastle next i'm looking at newcastle for when they get rid of eddie howe because unfortunately i'd like eddie Howe to be successful but i think he can only take that club so far yeah. and i think they'll look at someone like emery um a bit similar to what man city done when they had um, mark hughes and then they went and got the sort of foreign taste in manchini it. you yeah, have that english that like project
0: step. manager and then yeah, yeah bring in bring in the the kind of european manager
1: but, um i think i think it'll be a good game by munich versus really well, but i think by me we'll have to far too much quality it's just got
0: too much firepower at the moment you know we we've discussed it what the last three podcasts but benzema and um lewandowski if (laughs) could they play in the final Bayern and real madrid well that's the thing because you've
1: got all these people now and you know i'm I'm also one of them saying about an all english final we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have this dream final um between City and Liverpool, and I mean, if we're anything to know over the last however many years we've been watching football, those dream finals end up being kind of disappointments. Well, I mean, City I Chelsea
0: last season, City, we Chelsea. were there, we were watching it in a bar.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tottenham Liverpool as well. That was dreamed up as the Jurgen Klopp intense team versus the underdogs of Pochettino. Pochettino, yeah, you know, exciting counter attacking football, and it was one of the worst Champions League finals we ever witnessed. So. You know,
0: well, good for me, but
1: but let's not rule out Bayern Munich, who are European royalty, getting there, steamrolling their way there, and let's not also rule out not just Real Madrid, but um Ancelotti, who is a king of Europe,
0: mm. he, and he and know, he's gone he wins... back to do that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he wins the the liga this season, he'll be that like one of the only managers, I think, the only manager to win the league in every. Yeah, um, I heard that. Every top five competition.
0: Yeah. He went to Everton for a payday. And then he was like, Well, yeah. Premier League's not serving me what I want, you know, so I'm gonna go back to Madrid and probably just win the league, maybe get a Champions League, you know, what all the standard managers want to do in their career. Hmm. Um so talking about the other English teams, you know, looking at Man City at the moment, obviously top of the league at the moment in the Premier League by a point, but I think In the Champions League, they just haven't quite got there in the games. It seems, I don't want to do Chiellini and be like the history of the Tottenham, but with City, for some reason, they seem to get to these games and they just can't seem to get it done, whether it's due to sometimes injuries. I remember in that final against Chelsea, they just look lacklustre. There was just no movement about them. And against a team like Atletico Madrid, I, I can see them just storm rolling them, to be honest with you. What's your thoughts?
1: I think um, the, the issue Pep sometimes has and the criticism he has is that he he does overthink it. And I think that was a case in the Champions League final last season. I can't remember exactly one of the players that he left out. Um, but, you know, he tried to almost, and don't get me wrong, you know, managers want to, you know, out-tactic other managers, but then they go a step too far. Um, but, I mean, the thing with Man City is with the money they've got, the players they've got, the manager they've got, It's a matter of time. They will eventually win that Champions League. Um, Whether it could be this season, they'll beat Atletico Madrid uh, bar a a surprise because I think I just don't I just don't rate them at all. I think United. It's a shame, really. Actually, I'll sort of United didn't go through because I would have loved a Manchester derby Mm. in the Champions League. Um, But yeah, I think they'll go through, and then Chelsea or Chelsea or Madrid. Who do I think poses a bigger problem for? for Man City probably over two legs I reckon Chelsea because I reckon Tuchel fair enough. could
0: fair enough yeah, I,
1: I think uh, Tuchel could could set them up to sort of you know defend that first leg or even get that one goal and then just you know he could see out a one nil two-legged tie against Man City whereas I think if Real Madrid were to to face them they wouldn't be able to get away with a one nil it would be It'd be a goal fest um, across both both sides, in which I think Man City would come out stronger. Mm. I mean, they played them or oh, two, two or three seasons ago, I think in the quarterfinals, and I think Man City just just outclassed them in in both games.
0: Yeah, I think thing with Atletico Madrid that will definitely be a shock against City. You know, with the amount of movement that Man City have in that squad, and when I did watch Atletico Madrid the other night against. United it's just it seems they're very I don't know whether it's Simeone or just the way he plays but they seem to be very low-lined very defensive they haven't got barred Felix much creativity in the side coming up against City's probably the worst matchup out of all those all those um Champions League teams that they could have got just due to the movement that City have um, two polar opposites yeah it's,
1: it's literally two completely different styles I mean you could probably picture the game now. It's going to be Man City are going to have ninety percent of the ball, which Atletico Madrid wants. him only wants. They're going to be tough. They're going to try and break and break them on the counter attack. I just
0: don't think they'll get that counter though.
1: Uh, the thing is, uh, you say that, but you can against City. It's been proven. Leon done it two seasons ago. You yeah. know, we all we all thought City was in cruise control to get to the to the semi final, um, but no, Leon. You know they got them on the counter and I think Atletico could do that and you know I think I think the first leg is at the Etihad and I think if Atletico can and correct me if I'm wrong but if it is I think if Atletico can stay in the tie and then that second leg go to the one one Wanda Metropolitana that is a hostile environment
0: oh very much so yeah
1: and then if man if Atletico Madrid get a sniff and you know they're a goal ahead with you know an hour to go then they're the masters, and we don't like to see it against our teams, but if it was my team, I'd love it. They're the masters of the dark arts. Mm. And, and Guardiola and Man City, they can get wound up a bit. And once you get in their heads... Well, that's been proven. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> although I think Man City will go through, yeah. there are ways where I do see a Madrid win.
0: Yeah, and then obviously you've got the other Madrid team as well. I think I think this is hands down for me the hardest game to call. And I think it might Definitely. be in the back of my mind one of those things where kind of everyone goes into it with these ridiculous expectations, expecting it to be a three or a four or something like that. But I could probably see this being a really boring game where each team potentially cancels each other out. This will be, a,
1: if I was to call it, I think this will be a game of... The team that goes through will be the team that takes their chances. Yeah, and there won't be a lot of chances. And the one thing I think, when you look at both teams, you you have a youthful, upcoming, although already successful team in, in Chelsea with a with an already successful but still a lot a lot to go, uh, a lot of places to go, a lot of stuff to win in two to an aging but still classy with an with an aging but still classy manager in, in Real Madrid. And we saw last year, we saw sort of last year how, how that panned out, and Chelsea Chelsea went through. Uh, but I think th- the thing is last season as well. If I, if I'm not right, that was behind closed doors, as well, wasn't it? The, Which the one? Knockout stages. I think the knockout stages last season were behind closed doors, all the And then it
0: opened back up stadium. again for the final. And then
1: it, op- yeah, yeah. And then it opened back up, and I I think you you can't you need to discount those games because I mean, as we saw against PSG you know, the Bernabeu can, can be electrifying. Well, how
0: lovely um, was it to see the other night yeah, when Benzema yeah. got those goals, you know, to yeah. see in a full Bernabeu, it's, you know, I know it sounds quite weird, but it's quite magical in a sense when you get a full football stadium full yeah. of raring fans again in the Champions Especially League.
1: Madrid, cause Especially Madrid. because Especially Madrid. Especially Madrid. But I mean, when you, when you look at, you, you sort of look at both teams, you know, you look at both the keepers, they're both world, world class. I, I, I would you know, if you if you pushed me, I'd pick Courtois, but Mendy is yeah, me just as class. And yeah. um, defensively, they've both got class in their defense. I think C- uh, Chelsea are set up better, but there's still quality in that Madrid defense. And then the midfield is more of a youthful, energetic midfield versus classy pass mastery mm. in in Modric and Kroos, and then you know Casemiro versus Kante. And then up front, when you look at it, actually Real Madrid. I think, win win hands down. Because, I mean, I know Havertz is playing himself into some brilliant form at the moment, but Vinicius, although he wasn't great against PSG, is, is having a great season. And then, you know, Lukaku should be the better striker because of the price tag and the mm. and the sort of reputation he had coming from Inter Milan. But, you know, Benzema is just... Yeah, I, I keep saying aging like a fine wine. Fine wine. One, he is one of those players that is, I mean he's he's had a real resur- I say a real resurgence but he never went anyway it's just he obviously spent so many years in ronaldo's shadow but still put up the numbers against ronaldo it's it's amazing when you actually look at those numbers he he had in goal contributions and then ronaldo's gone and he's gone one step further and started scoring the goals more um and then being called up to the fr- french team um as well a bit of a redemption story there linking up with Mbappe, which we'll probably see next season. I was just
0: about to get onto that, actually. So, if you take this Real Madrid squad as it is, right, and you add Mbappe, we know the player is going to get replaced. But imagine, I was in the Barbers today, I was chatting to my barber about, he, he, he was talking about Galatasaray, actually, up against Barcelona. We will get onto Barcelona in a bit. But with Real Madrid at the moment, And you've got Modric, who again, he's another player who's ageing like a fine one. He just keeps getting better and better and better and supplying it to Benzema. Um, It's just guaranteed goals. But with the whole Haaland situation, I don't know how much the story's developed over the last couple of days since we spoke about it. But could there be a possibility of him going to Real Madrid?
1: And the thing is, you speak to a lot. lot, My answer is yes. But you speak to a lot of people and, and they sort of have the same... I think misconception of uh, Spanish football, you know, the Barcelona, Real Madrid financially, they're in the mud. But these football clubs, even when we think they're in the mud, they find a way out. They find money from somewhere, whether it's Barcelona um, getting bankrolled, um, you know, taking out loans or, you know, just announcing the Spotify partnership, 75 million a year for, I think, the next four or five years. Um, So obviously we're going to have the Spotify new camp. Um, or or you look at you look at Real Madrid and you think they, they, Fiorentino Perez he you know he's probably coming towards the end of his sort of presidency as Real Madrid and it's it's he will want to go out in you know, you know f- flames he will want to go in a blazing glory so reigniting the you know we we were sort of both of us were too young to remember you know we remember maybe a little bit we remember that Galactico era where they signed all the world stars. And we could see a repeat of that with Harland and Mbappe, and yeah. especially especially Mbappe's on a free. Yes, he's going to have monumental wages, mm. but they'll deal with it. And then uh, Harland for like eighty million uh, on monumental wages as well. But I could very much see you'd probably have a front free of Vinicius, Harland, and Mbappe, and then I <sighs> think Benz, Benzema would still be there to to, to sadly as a supporting character but that's let's see how many years he lasts
0: yeah, that's the thing yeah. like how long will it take for a, a Haaland to to push him off I'm not sure how old yeah. is Benzman now what like 35 36 36? 36 but but He's... even if
1: maybe they win the Champions League or league this season and Benzema says right you bring in Haaland and Mbappe and either he says I I, I want to start him role somewhere else and let him leaves or maybe he thinks I'll do one more two more years at Madrid and, and I'm Oh, yeah, players never happy but I'm happy to sort of come in and out of the team because I see the future and also you know him and Mbappe are like sort of you know busy mates when you see him on the pitch and how Mbappe looks up to Benzema so I reckon you know they'd, they'd want Benzema to maybe stay to to ease Mbappe in
0: yeah we could see an absolutely insane transfer market yeah, and then like,
1: Pogba on a and free and
0: Pogba as well you know <laughs> wouldn't
1: surprise me if he went to Madrid as well oh, what a transfer window that would be <sighs>
0: That would be Galacticos, like even uh, without yeah. Pogba. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think he'd be a player that would really, really suit the Spanish league.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, league. I just, you know, we, we've had discussions before, yeah, uh, on the podcast, and I'm sure we will again uh, about how it's actually a shame. I think when you and he's won the world. I mean, he's won the World Cup. He's won the Italian league. Um, so it's a shame in, in in some respects, not to his personal achievements, but to the fact I think with Paul Pogba we could have seen so much more from him mm. if he'd not if he'd not left Juventus mm. or if he'd not joined United mm. because I mean I think that's one of the only United players that gets in the Liverpool team I think he's one of the only United players that gets in the City team my controversial opinion is on his day he's better than De Bruyne he's, he's that good and I just don't think he's had the right manager the right team the right system
0: yeah, we could. I reckon we could have a little conversation probably in the future about De Bruyne against Pogba. I think De Bruyne, he he didn't really start the season too well, did he? he had those injuries. He kind of looked a bit, if without being rude, he kind of looked like he put some weight on a bit. And then now towards the last, we all? what like yeah, I yeah I, I can't say anything on the wages that he's on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he he's firing now. He's in my fantasy team, yeah. and he will be for the next week. And he he's just. Yeah, but I think De Bruyne and Pogba are kind of different players. You know, Pogba's kind of like yeah. that holding, pushing forward player. De Bruyne, he loves a shot. <laughs> he loves a shot. But who would I prefer in my, in my dream team? That's a really good question. I might lean towards De Bruyne. I, I, I'm, and I'm not sure why. I don't have conviction with that. But I, I think it,
1: again, though, it also depends on the team because I think... De, Bruy- de bruyne works well in the city team without them having a sort of out and out behind the line striker whereas pogba as we've seen with france and mbappe absolutely thrives on having a striker that you know runs the channels gets in behind that he can play those just magnificent passes um i mean he has done it for united as well with with Martial and, and rashford at the times I, I don't know if you remember the the all or nothing tottenham documentary when um <laughs> Mourinho at half time against um, or before the game against, was telling the Spurs players, Pogba, if he gets the ball there, this is this is what he's capable of. And then literally, as they're doing, you know, Mourinho speaking, they, they then show the next clip of in the game of Pogba That's doing it. that exact diagonal ball, almost on the half volley, absolutely beautiful.
0: Mm. No, yeah, 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 you get that kind of quality with him, you really do. Yeah. But if if <laughs> we're talking about the Galacticos, right, so. Pogba, Haaland, and um, who's the other player we're talking about? Mbappe, Mbappe. of course. Yeah, so you're talking about that, and then you go to the opposite side of the El Clasico with Barcelona. They've got the Europa League game, their first leg um, away from home at Eintracht Frankfurt. But I think Barcelona at the moment, they're kind of in the opposite camp. They're kind of trying to put out fires in a way. I think Aubameyang, Xavi saw that as kind of like, a last chance saloon to get a world-class striker in and try and get him on form again treore that was i think that was a bit of a gamble from barcelona's point of view but i think he's playing the best he's ever played i think he's got more assists at barcelona than he, than he ever has at wolves um so yeah bamian got that winner against um galatasaray they're firing on all cylinders could you see barcelona win this europa league
1: i uh, i think there's no other team that should win the Europa League. Um, they've they've got through. I think they've got through the worst that we've seen of Barcelona. Um, I mean, at the start of the season, there were questions whether they would get top four. I've just had a quick look at the table, and they're they're in third uh, with a game in hand, um, like uh, two points from fifth. So, I think they'll comfortably get that. Xavi's come in. Some questioned whether it was too early for him, but we we all knew. And also, they question because he was managing in Qatar, you know, as he had experience. But we never lose years, that.
0: Yeah, you never lose it.
1: Um, and um, we've known for a number of years that Barcelona one day wanted Javi to come in as almost that former player. I mean, former player in midfield. That who's that remind you of Pep? They had they mm. done it with Pep. They they you know they see Xavi possibly as you know emulating that. I'm, don't think to that standard because they don't have Messi this time. But yeah, he's he's turned that team around. He's turned the mentality of that team. I think he's he's channeled, he's managed to channel all the negative energy around that team and turn it into positive energy. They they brought in players, you know, people saying, you know, how Barcelona financially, you know, fucked, but they brought in Ferran Torres for 50 million. They brought in a Bamyang, yes, on a free, but you know, his wages, they they bought Treore. Um, and I think, I think the Aubameyang transfer was a win-win because it was a win-win for for Arteta, Arsenal, and and Aubameyang and it Barcelona was. because Barca, Barcelona have got a player that's turned these f- turned they've turned his form around. He's turned their form around. But Aubameyang seems to be having fun playing football again, and you know, at one point he he was one of the best strikers in the world, and we're starting to see glimpses. I don't think he'll get to that level again, but we're starting to see glimpses. Of the quality um he had and he's been consistent and then obviously with Arteta he had to almost show you know it was almost a test of how strong a manager he is and and you know he he got rid of Arsenal's best player he throws him out and it paid off and it's yeah. paid off for Arsenal as well yeah so it seems like one of those transfers they very rarely happen where all uh, all elements are, are left happy and you know there was that video the other day of that uh, was it? Uh, troops for you know the Arsenal, well, he used to be on Arsenal fan TV, but he, he flew to Barcelona to watch, and then obviously I think his mates with bummyang, how good mates I don't know, use the word loosely, but they met after the game in the in the car park, and you know just you saw a Aubameyang, he, he obviously still has got a lot of love for Arsenal, and he was happy to see them doing well, and obviously he's doing well, so
0: he knew it was a um, complete mutual agreement. That's the thing when he yeah, left it, Arsenal,
1: it, it had to happen because at the same time as well he. You know, I think he was being played in the wrong position. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't Arteta's fault. It, it just time had come to an end. But um, in terms of the Europa League, they'll 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 beat Frankfurt. I, <laughs> I believe. Um, I don't think it's the Frankfurt of a couple of years ago when they, when you know when they lost to Chelsea on penalties. But you know they were playing some great attacking football. And that's the one thing I do like about. I mean, I don't watch the Bundesliga, but I see Frankfurt when they play in the Europa League. And, you know, they're always, you know, they've always got an attack, attacking mentality. Um, but I think Barcelona will go through and then obviously they're going to face whoever wins out of West Ham and Leon. Yeah, which is I, a tough, which is a tough game for both clubs. Because, I mean, I said a few weeks ago, I've got egg on my face. I said Seville, yeah. West Ham.
0: Actually, you were right on the game. You said that that the that West Ham would lose at Sevilla. You did, I don't think yeah. you said the leg in total.
1: Yeah, well, I, f- I just thought in general, West uh, Seville would have too much for West Ham. I think, I mean, if you watch if you watch both games, you, you can tell that Seville are a better team, but West Ham have got that fighting spirit, that doggedness, and you know what? The they hated it when they when they left the the what was it the bowling ground Upton Park, and they moved to the Olympic Stadium. They hated it, but it was also a reflection of where the club was in terms of ownership in terms of the team at the time in terms of management and now they've turned that around and they're turning the olympic stadium into a, a a fortress i mean the atmosphere last night was some one of the best atmospheres i think they've ever had so it's going to be a place where these european teams don't want to go to but at the same time they're going up against another european pedigree team in, in leon who have got experience of knocking english teams out they done it with man city a couple of years ago I want West Ham to go through because I want the, you know, we, we were laughing about it. I remember in our, in our group chat, I'm sure everyone was laughing about it. When West Ham first got into the Europa League and Barcelona come down from the Champions League, everyone was saying, oh, we're going to see Antonio versus Barcelona. Who would have and, thought that might...
0: three years ago?
1: Yeah, exactly. If you told a West Ham fan three years ago, maybe even two years ago, you're going to face Barcelona. They would have mm. said, yeah, in a pre-season friendly, not in a yeah. you know, <laughs> European quarterfinal, uh, semi-final.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: So, See, so yeah, I'd I'd like to see that game. I'd go on a stretch again and say, if we did see that game, I think Barcelona would just would would have just too much for them. Mm. I, I do I do fear that, but I keep getting being proved wrong by West Ham.
0: They could end up winning the whole thing. You know what? <laughs> Who I knows? Wouldn't
1: mind. I wouldn't mind. I I think that would be yeah, that would be quite uplifting to see. You know, a, a very big fan base, a very loyal fan base. Yeah. You know who who live and die by their football uh, to see them you know even watching them last night yeah you got fans crying it just shows how much it means to them and you know you don't really get that in a lot of other sports
0: yeah i've got i've got a i've got a soft spot for for west Ham for some reason i did a photo project back at uni where i, where I went to east Ham and i did all like the photo project of some people some portraits and stuff and then followed them uh, a season at the at the new stadium at the Olympic Stadium and it was kind of like soulless in a way you know and yeah. the way that the bowling was the heart of that whole community has been taken out and I think you're right in saying these games are those kind of foundations where you start building that trust again with the fans and the owners can start proving. it well I, yeah. I've got a couple of West Ham fans and they absolutely hate uh, Sullivan and Gold so and but... I
1: don't think anything will ever change
0: I no, you can't change those deep-rooted things, no.
1: Yeah, like no matter how much they win, it will always be pinned on the manager and the team, not the owner, in this situation. Yeah. And I don't think that'll change. But at the same time, I think, you know, I'm sure the West Ham fans are sort of just ignoring or in that side now and just, you know, being happy with with course, where they are. because win you know, speaks
0: more than anything.
1: Yeah, and they've still got a chance of top four. I don't think they will, but they've, they've still got that as well. But... Again, one thing that I was right on, I did say um, at the very start, when, when uh, before you joined the podcast, Joe, when it was me, Dan, and Luke, we were sort of doing our predictions. And I said, if I was West Ham, I would, you know, survive the Premier League, finish mid-table, focus on that Europa League. Because, and I think if they were to win it, I think the West Ham fans would then, you know, they'd sit down and go, you know what, if that Europa League one run and if they were to win it, it would mean so much more then a top 4
0: finish. Oh it, it, it would has. be huge. I don't think yeah. they've won a trophy since oh god. I don't even know. It's been a while I think. I think the last time last time they were in a, a, a Toto in a Cup f- or something. I don't... Yeah. Uh, the last time they were
1: in a final was two thousand against Liverpool six when it was FA FA Cup against Liverpool. Gerard. I mean, that was the last time. I mean, they they. I mean, they won a trophy in terms of when they got relegated, and you know they won the championship, didn't they?
0: Oh yeah, Vazte but, in the playoffs.
1: That's, you know, there's, yeah, that's that's not really something that you you count as a as a as a trophy when you're when you're West Ham. But yeah, I think if they were to win the Europa League, that like you were saying, that's what you build a club off of that that sort of history those those moments and you know, sometimes for, you know, being a Liverpool fan, you've been an Arsenal fan, when you're when you're a fan of a, and I, I say big club in terms of also ability-wise, you you look at a, a top four and you think, yeah, that, that's the goal because we're going to win the Champions League. But you then look at other clubs, like when Les... Leic- yeah, I know they won the Premier League, but Leicester winning the FA Cup last season. It just, it means so much because in 50 years' time where you might not win another trophy, you've always got that. I remember where, where I was when we won the FA Cup. It's huge.
0: <laughs> and even even thinking yeah. about that in a, in a reality in a, in a reality of Leicester that won the league, like I, yeah. I st- it still just doesn't sit in my head properly. It's like a dream that just happened or didn't happen. Like Vardy going on a what sixteen game scoring streak or so. I can't remember the exact number, but I
1: think it was twelve. I think it was like twelve.
0: Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something he, like
1: that. But yeah, it it was exactly Well, they're like
0: that. in the they're in the um the conference league. Conference. I, we won't touch on yeah, those they... games, but. <laughs>
1: well no, no they um they just about got through I think yeah I think it was going to extra time and then they got they got a last minute I think that was a good news story in terms of Fafana coming back after that horrendous injury he suffered yeah. what, eight months ago or something he, he's coming back and he's coming back at the right time because Leicester have got some important games coming up and he is their best centre back and that's where they've been you know lacking defensively I mean they've got a they've got a game against Brentford tomorrow um, as well so we'll see if he plays but yeah you know what we we could have a Leicester West Ham and then another English team all winning Europe and it would just be another statement for for sort of saying how how the English competition at the moment is the strongest in terms of the top the top clubs because you know like I've said before I think the bottom half of every league is the same quality but yeah um, but yeah, and also, did you see um, Jose Mourinho's interview yesterday? No. Uh, so basically, obviously Roma are playing in the Europa League conference as well, and and they they went through, I think, with a last minute goal, and and I think they've got Lazio this weekend, so the the big derby. Oh God, yeah, one of the most derby. violent derbies, mm. yeah. And um, he he said in his his interview after the game, you oh, know, I'm not really happy we played tonight because you've got the the Lazio players. at home sitting with Sari having a cigarette. <laughs> classic Mourinho
0: but trying yeah. to get in the opponent's head yeah once yeah, again. So
1: we've got, yeah we've got some good games across all those European competitions coming up I mean Leicester the Roma final would be great
0: that would well, be so. I think that was yeah. the two teams that everyone was picking to go the whole way minus yeah. you know minus Spurs. Spurs, but, <laughs> but they <laughs> to be fair to them they did get knocked out due to things that actually wasn't their fault like I know, I know I can take. Yeah, but bit, they also
1: but lost a couple of those. They, did, the they did. They did. They lost to. Well, well, so.
0: oh, I forgot the team name. Yeah, I forgot I the team. But the other, the other, the other British team as well, Rangers. They've yeah. they've had a really good run in this Europa League. I think they've got a player that I really like called Kent. I've watched him a few times. Yeah, he used really to play good. for Liverpool.
1: Did he? Yeah, he used to play for. He used. To, he was in our academy, and then ah. uh, he sort of. I think he had a couple of games in the first team, but never really got got quite there then we, we sold I think we loaned him out we loaned him out and then sold him to sold him to Rangers but yeah, no, and they beat Red Star Belgrade wasn't it and um mm. I think I'm surprised with Rangers in a sense of I, I, I never watching Scottish football only the only reason I ever kept an eye out for them was because of Gerard and thinking now Gerard's not there they're mm. going to start to crumble but this new manager's come in and well, yeah he's got them to a got them to a Van quarter a
0: course I think yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, Van Bronckhorst. So, I mean yeah, we could see a West Ham Rangers British final
0: a British final that would be the thing with Rangers as well I think this is a debate for another day and I think we've got quite a lot of debates lined up especially the Ronaldo one we were talking about but with Rangers and the Scottish League and where they kind of fit in that world stage of where the Scottish League actually is I think it's quite good for Scottish football for Rangers to then be in the contention for a trophy obviously Celtic have been really underwhelming over the last few seasons in these European championships so let's see what Rangers do it'll be it'll be a tough test against Braga
1: and then I think the the thing is I think the next big step for for Scottish football again is for one of those teams and Rangers just missed out this season is to get back into the Champions League I mean I still remember one one of my early earliest moments when I started to properly get passionate about football was when Celtic beat Barcelona you know they beat the great Barcelona that I think it was Mm. Guardiola Barcelona Mm. um you know, I think I remember you had Rod Stewart in the stands crying, um, and and they beat them at, beat them at Celtic, in, I think it was a group stage game. What's so that? That's one of, you know,
0: what one was? Was that Wanyama? Maybe I,
1: I can't remember who. I just remember the game. I remember the atmosphere. And you know, they've got some of the best atmospheres. You know, oh yeah. Of, you know, my, on my bucket list is go to go to an old firm derby. Oh. Um, so yeah, so so yeah. Hopefully, you know, I'd like to see Rangers and um, get to the final as well and have that battle against West Ham would probably be brilliant
0: for sure for sure let's, let's let's wrap this up then because I think looking at the Champions League games and the Europa League games I think we did do it on the last episode where we said our prediction mine hasn't actually changed and I kind of I want you to look at it from an un point of view and kind of I yeah. think you are going to say Liverpool of course but I, I want to hear your Champions League winners and your Europa League winners
1: I'll start with the Europa League, and I, I think it will be, I think it will be Barcelona. Um, and as much as I want to see Barcelona versus West Ham, I, I also think Leon just might have a bit too much. So, so I think, Bar- I think Barcelona will, will win that. Um, and then, in terms of the Champions League, I, I, I hate to say that I do think Man City. Uh, I think it will be Man City as much as I want to say Liverpool. I just think it's one of that it's building up at the moment. And, and my biggest, you know, worry is that, you know, you've got this talk at Liverpool, they won the Carabao Cup, the quadruple, they're still in the FA Cup. Tough game on Sunday against Nottingham Forest. We've got to go to City if we beat them. Yeah, we, we can win the league. Champions League, Benfica, we get to the final if we beat Bayern Munich or, or Villarreal. But I just think it could then end up, you know, all falling on its face and, and not winning anything, but
0: such fine margins now. Yeah,
1: I think I think if I think Liverpool will get to the final, I don't want to play City in the final because I just I never like play. I I, I don't like playing a team that have lost the final the year before. You know, it's it's a lot of, of momentum also in their corner. So mm. I'll, I'll 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 say City if I have to go with my non-Liverpool hat.
0: I think. Uh, see, look, my heart is saying Real Madrid. I know I said it on the last podcast, and I really, I just have a funny feeling that something special there is happening again. The full Bernabeu, they're top of the league. I can't remember the last time they actually lost a game in the league. Um, I think Real Madrid have got it, in my opinion. I'll tell you what,
1: I tell you what, I I would give it all up now if I could see Frankfurt and Villarreal win both
0: and Bill yeah
1: wouldn't that be uh, yeah wouldn't that be
0: (laughs) that would be fun
1: to Unai Emery see Unai Emery lift that Champions League trophy uh you know and then Frankfurt win the Europa League just to see as much as I want Liverpool to win sometimes it's nice to see you know those we don't really see that much of them anymore in football where it's sort of the the under the massive underdogs go 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 and win but yeah
0: yeah, on the Europa League, I don't think I can comment yet on who I think's gonna win. I I mean, if I had to take a stab in the dark, I would say Barcelona. But I want to see who wins that Leon and West Ham game yeah. and what who who they play after that. But
1: the thing is, because it's cause the only thing that makes me just really swing towards Barcelona is because it's two legs. I think yeah. if they were one leg, that's why. If it gets to the final, then then it's a different story. But I just think over two legs, you do tend to see. The stronger the, the team the stronger quality come through because mm. it, if they if they get a shock result and lose the first game they've got that second game to, to make it up but but yeah that that one's a bit more unpredictable I think they're all unpredictable to be honest I think it's a, it's a it's a, going to be a great end to the competition
0: yeah yeah I think the games that we've got coming up absolutely fantastic. Um, I can't wait to watch that West Ham game, Barcelona game, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Man City. I'll probably miss the Bayern Villarreal game, but I think yeah, we'll wrap things up. I think, ads. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on in this special Friday night episode. That's all right. That was good. Yeah, brilliant. Um, nice. Have a great weekend, all, and keep up listening to Invader Sports. See you soon. Have See a good you later. weekend. Thank you.